Good morning, good morning. When it comes to people, places, and things, we have to always make sure how we leave off. We never leave a place worse off than where we were. We never leave a person worse off than where we were. We never lose sight of anything worse off than we were. And God is saying, are you going to leave it like that? Are you going to leave it like that? Are you going to leave it like that? Who do you say that I am? Now, are you going to leave it like that? Regarding people, who do you say that I am? So you're going to leave them off like that? You're going to leave off on them like that? Regarding anything, who do you say? Who do you say? Who do you say that I am? Are you going to leave it like that? I'm trying to deal with you regarding you, but you have to admit that you can't leave off things like that. When things don't go your way, you can't blow it off. When things not going right, you can't just walk away. I didn't create you to be a runner. You're running, you're running, you're running. I never told you to run from the problem. Are you going to leave that problem like that? You can't ignore that the problem don't exist. It's going to create other problems. Even when it comes to the words that you speak regarding it, are you going to leave it like that by what you say, how you feel regarding it? Are you going to leave it like that? When it comes to places, you elevate up out. No matter what a person can do or what they can say, it's not going to change the fact that you are favored and you are blessed to be a blessing. Always have words of wisdom. Words to create an atmosphere for change, no matter if it didn't look like anything good came out of that. But I brought you up out of that. So you won't leave off that place like that. Out of all that I have done for you regarding that place, that's what you have to say about that. I place people in your life for a purpose. And you place other people in your life that cause the problem. But now that you see what the problem is, are you going to leave off like that? You're going to walk away upset like that? You're going to leave them standing there not knowing what's going on like that? You're going to abandon your loved ones, your friends, your colleagues, those you come in contact with every day? You're going to leave them like that? I bring you out to bring you into 
Not for you to walk away and leave someone not knowing what's going on. That's not fair. That's not honor. Don't leave off like that. Talk about what's going on. Talk about the things that I'm saying to you. Talk about what I'm sharing with you. Even though it's not to be considered to be with you. Or for you. Everyone deserves to know what's going on. Don't you walk away like that. Regarding things as well, don't you walk away from those things like that. Because the purpose of good news is that everyone leave off better than where they came. It wouldn't be no arguments if you stop it in the midst and create an atmosphere for positivity to be present. You are living under an open heaven, a portal, and you are walking on an everlasting altar. You are walking on an altar. And what happens at the altar? Change take place. Rededication take place all around you every day. Salvation take place everywhere you go all day. You live under an open heaven which release an altar under your feet for those who come in contact with every day. People rededicate their lives when they encounter you because they're guarding you every day. People asking where, what, who, how can I have what you have? Live how you live every day. So no one, no place, no thing should ever encounter a child who's walking and carrying my glory and lead them off worse off than where they are. Like that. So let me ask you again. Are you going to leave that place like that? Leave those loved ones off like that. You can love from a distance. You can honor from a distance. But don't dishonor when honor is present. Even regarding the things. I pick you up. I turn you around. Turn your whole life around. Because your feet is placed where? On solid ground. That is your foundation. Fellowship is not just talking about what God has done or what God is doing around people who are so aware of the goodness of the Lord. But fellowship is going around expressing due to a demonstration of a sound you're setting off that your God is good and he's responsible for the goodness upon your life. That is fellowship. Whether you are aware or not, you go to the gas station, you are in fellowship. Because your life is an example of my goodness, saith me, your God. I love all people, even those who mistreat you. 
Even those who disrespect you, I love them too. I so love them that I gave. What's in your life is in your life. What's a part of your life is a part of your life. What's not is what's not. But it doesn't disconnect you from the souls that you are connected to. Just don't tie yourself where you need to be untied. Gossip, there's no such thing as honest gossip or positive gossip. Gossip is gossip. Anything you have to say about someone that they're not aware of what you're saying about them, that doesn't uplift them, it could even be true indeed. But it's not my truth regarding them indeed, so it shouldn't be said out of anyone's mouth about no person, place, or thing. It doesn't matter if you work at McDonald's or if you work in a bank. Whatever your experience is, is nothing negative to say. Because I have graced you to wake up and go forth in that place. To bring change upon that place. Not to allow the situations about the place to change you. I send you around dishonor because you know how to honor. I send you around dishonesty because you know how to be honest. I send you around doubters because you know how to use your faith. Don't ever walk off on no one like that. Dismissing people is pushing people away and leaving them behind because you have no idea if you're going to see them again. There are many people today who blame themselves for the bad encounter that they last had and someone went home. Many are not talking to their loved ones or their colleagues because of some miscommunication that led up to an argument And a disagreement caused dishonor to be present. And both kept silent. Waiting for each other to make the first move to apologize. And no one saw it fit to make the first move. So there was no way for me to even move in an environment like that. Your life is already written out day to day. All you have to do is submit to my will, not saying it, but living it day to day. What do you have me to do today? And I will let you know how to start off. And as you begin to take those steps of faith, Regarding what I said, then you can see your day before you as you continue to walk along the way. There are people that are reaping due to your relationship with me. 
There are people I didn't have you to be connected with that was receiving my glory, my grace, my power, my favor because of your relationship with me. And it's not for me to leave them or you leave them behind, but leave them empowered, leave them inspired, even if you're not to be connected to them anymore. Never just walk off on anybody like that. Without an explanation. Sometimes words are not good enough. Deeds are much more. You have to honor people. Even those who you consider to be dishonoring. You have to honor them. Because I honor all of you. And many of you disagree on how I have you to walk alongside with me. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm faithful at what I do. When you walk away from people, don't you leave them like that. I said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Don't leave them with a bad taste in their mouth regarding you anymore. You have to make it right so I can move regarding your righteousness in me. Give me something to do on your behalf. Have me to freely move on your behalf. You get a word from me and many of you just run. Don't even get no more instructions as to what to do after you heard what you just heard. If I say leave, it doesn't mean just leave without an explanation. You got to hear the rest. What you do with the least positions you for the greater. Gotta have in your mind no more of what I used to be. No more with the thoughts that I used to think. No more of the ways that I used to feel. The way how you talk to other people, how you confide in them. How much glorious would it be if you confided in me? Because I'm the one who created you. I have your answer. It's not found in your neighbor. Now I can use them to release one, but how about you just get it from me? Everything is not for everybody. You can't talk about things that are difficult that you are encountering regarding people, places, and things, and then expect people to be okay with what's coming your way if they love you. That's like talking bad about a person, and yet you still want to be with the person, but the people you have vented to about the person begin to dishonor. I'm teaching you all how to be solid with your deeds. And I'm showing you how to deal with them with the least of the things. To make it your greater. See, I don't start from the top of your list. I start from the bottom. 
don't start with the bigger things. I start with the things that are small for them to grow. Those things that are misunderstood. Rejected. Neglected. Abandoned. No one should feel abandoned. Because I have never abandoned anyone. No one should feel rejected. Because I have never rejected anyone. You're carrying me around on the inside of you. And yet I walk beside you, even before you, even behind you day to day. So you are surrounded by my presence. That means every contact that you have with any person, place, or thing have been inspired. Without you even opening your mouth, they encountered me. Because they encountered you. Can't walk away from things. Saying negative things about things. Nor people, nor places. Thank God for that place. Thank God for that place. Thank God for the people. Thank God for the things. I have a similar testimony as to how to not abandon anyone. I'm going to give you my testimony. I walked into a bedroom. Christ was always with us. He's always with us. I walked into my bedroom and Christ revealed his presence in the corner of my wall. And I said, hey, Christ. Like, okay, you show me where you are in my room. You met me in my room. You walk with me to meet you in my room. And here he is strategizing. Quinesha, yes, you told me not to have you by telling you that you're making a mistake marrying the wrong man, right? Right. But you never said not to have you to feel you were making a mistake. Whoa. And immediately I felt when he said feel. And it positioned me to ask for him to give me my answer. Is this? No, it's not. So now you know my answer. Now it's no excuse. What do you have me to do? And God showed me word from word what to do. And the first thing God said. You sit this man down. And you tell this man what's happening. And you thank this man. For being a part of your life. Explain to him what's going on. Because I was filing for a divorce and just walk away. God said, don't you dare leave him like that. 
You made that commitment with this man together and you both going to get up out of this together. So you need to go and let him know what's going on. Don't say nothing bad about nothing. You thank him for the good, but let him know it's been a misunderstanding because this is not the will of God. And you know that you know that it's not. And we knew for a long time, but trying to make it work because we got used to trying to make it work because we didn't want to be proven wrong that it wasn't going to work out. Trying to cover up things, trying to hide things so much. It doesn't mean go and expose everything to people. It doesn't mean to tell your business. No, because God told me not to say anything. But the thing is, I have to be honest with myself in his presence. Father, I messed up. Father, this is jacked up. Father, I need your help. And not put it on other people. Oh, because you done this. Oh, because you said this. It's your fault. It's like this. No, it's not supposed to be any of this. I'll take full responsibility. I begin to lift him up. You can have the bedroom. I'll keep the uncomfortable couch. I just got to clear my name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't care if you say I'm wrong. I don't care if you get upset. God making this right. You got to get to God to get to know what's happening here. And I honor you to explain that I cannot, can no longer be with you anymore. It's not going to ever work for us. I'm going to always be wanting something. Always going to be something missing and lacking or broken. With me and you. No matter how much I try to ignore it. No matter how much I try to sweep it under the rug. It's not going to happen. And for those who are in the right marriage. And things are not happening the way it's supposed to happen. But you want to put on a mask outside the house. God is dealing with the house. Inside the house. Before you can stand and prosper outside the house. Because many of us want to work on other people. But we're the ones who God is trying to work on. So quick. To lift up our hands, to praise our good God. To give thanks to our good God, our great God. But God will you get, get praise also for your great and good neighbor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Want you to also give him thanks for your neighbor. Don't you dare walk away like that, say of God. And I say, you right, God. I got to do some explaining, some talking. Because the thing is, even though I say you're not the man for me, you're not the will of God, I still got to minister to you because you don't want to no want to feel like, okay, so what's wrong with me? Well, he don't love me. Well, I know I got these issues going, but you know, you can't no want to think that God don't love them. Oh, God, don't favor them because of what kind of issues they have. We all have issues. And God turned it around for my good. This man stood there and said, okay, nice knowing you. Can I say goodbye to everybody? You already did. You said goodbye when you said hello.
became so serious about it. Anything that connected me to this person regarding family members and friends of friends, I had to actually let it go and delete it out of my life. And guess what? I couldn't just walk away from these great people who kept telling me that this wasn't the will of God for my life. I had to explain. It's not the will of God. There's no you right and I'm right now. No, we all been made right. It's not the will of God. I thank you all for all you have done for me. But in order for me to receive the new or whatever God has for me, I have to get rid of the old. I cannot stay connected to you guys because I'm not to be connected in this type of way. But I thank you guys for everything you have done for me. And they all appreciate it. Because it wasn't like I just carried them and walked off. You can't leave them like that. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. I kept my mouth quiet like God had me to. Because sometimes our loved ones could get in our way. Even if they're telling the things that we, you know, want to hear in the flesh. No, I need to hear from the spirit, man. Some could say, good, I'm glad. It wasn't never supposed to be in the first place. I don't need to hear that. I need to hear words like, to God be the glory. And look at me now. I was never a woman to be big on money because money doesn't define me. I will burn it, but I save up a great amount of money. $60,000 I save up. And I was still getting money coming in from the job I was on. I bought a car. I was about to purchase a home. And God said no. Because he knew that I was going to lose those things. I was trying to change my last name. It would never seem to happen. I come from a family with business with businesses. They have a lot of businesses in my family, so I thought to keep it in the family like it's just something to do. I was going to open up my own restaurant. I thought that because that's what they done. I guess it's my turn. And I already had it all planned out and everything. It was like a three part restaurant like this side is southern this side is seafood and this side is you know for the light eaters like salads and smoothies and you know salad wraps and things like that had it all the whole blueprint planned out and was going to invest in that and God said no because he knew that he was going to take all of that away so he's trying to keep me from accumulating many things that he has to take away He started off by taking the bills. 
And then the money went. Then the car went. Then the place went. Then things started to disappear, just like what happened to Joe. People was walking around saying to me, are you cursed? Because you always made sure you was on top of your game. You beneath the word game. And I thought, I thought at the moment, excuse me, that it was because of me marrying the wrong guy. No. It was God gaining my attention regarding being out of position. Far as everything, not just the wrong guy, the wrong decisions, looking in the wrong path, looking the wrong way, speaking from a wrong place, seeing a different reality. That's why I was so eager to be excited when God said, get on there and testify what I'm doing. Because every burden have been removed. Sometimes I was like, God, what in the world is going on with my life? And then other times it was like, God, take away everything. It was like, I felt like I had nothing else to really, you know, have a care for because there wasn't nothing to care for there. And it sense to even care. Talking about walking around light, I was very light walking around because there was nothing to cause me to feel heavy, but nothing there. Now, the only way from this point now, Quenisha, is to the top. And it's going to be my way. I found myself being a little emotional lately. A little clingy. Then I realized, no. I cling to God. I push past emotions in the presence of God. Many of us thinking that the more we put our hands to things, the more productive we are. No, sometimes us being productive create problems. How many things that you started last week or you thought about getting started with this week that you ain't even get started yet and you know, the day just getting started. Because God wants us to submit to his will. And while we submit to his will, there are some things going to try to cause us to not want to be in the will. Remember to take your cross and walk. And what are you carrying? Resurrection power. You're not carrying around the crucifixion, the death. His life came out of death. Our lives came out of his death. So we carrying around life. Gotta make it right. Can't walk off like that. Can't dismiss things. An argument happened or disagreement with anything or person or any place. And we so quick to dismiss.
on a job for 15 years. And for 11 out of the 15, I was greatly honored because I said, God, I'm here for you. It took me about six years to get it right. <laughs> Work with what? I'm coming straight from the government. You know, doing all kinds of PowerPoints and things like that, working on Excel and things like that, submitting data into the system. Filing things and all kinds of clerical work. And God pulled me from the clerical work into working with babies and toddlers and preschoolers. What? Changing who diapers? All them? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Feeding who? Clothing who? Reading to who? Helping what develop? Who develop? And I walked into a room every day and all of them were crying because the time that I got to work, their parents were dropping them off and many cried when parents leave. And I was like, Father, what have I ever done to you? I mean, I got called in the office one time. One little boy cried so much. I said, be quiet, you big head little boy. Oh, God. I snapped. <laughs> Cracked off. Be quiet, you big head little boy. Someone heard. <laughs> they told on me. I got called to the office. I understand this could be a very frustrating job. But you cannot call kids big heads. <laughs> you can't call them out their name. I know I was wrong. I, I apologize. I said, go home and say, you know what? I hate my life. How in the world I go from that to this? Years went past. I said, God, I'm still here. I need to quiet myself and find out why did you put me here? Why did you place me in this place? I went to work that following day. That little boy, I said, come here. I mean, you know, big little boy. I grabbed him. I held him. And I apologized. I took that baby under the wing. <laughs> Meaning I embraced him. Fell in love with that little baby. Then here come baby number two. Then number three. Then number four. Five, six, seven, eight, nineteen. Now twelve, thirteen. It was like sixteen babies. And they parents were paying like sixteen to twenty-four hundred a month, and some had twins. So I felt like I wanted to give them the service that is due unto them. No matter if they only paid $10, you're going to still get the best from me. Because these babies cannot talk and say what kind of day that they had. So I'm going to leave them with a great thought and an encounter to know you had a great day. Even though you're not verbal enough to say it. And I did that ever since. 
And they start all running to me at one time or crawling to me at one time. And I made the best of being there with those children. For the last couple of years of me being there, it started being challenging under new management. The new manager came in and was like, I don't like your positive behavior. I like the gossip. And that's what she pretty much was saying. I like the gossip. I'll put prayer requests down the lounge. Everybody, don't put your names. Just go ahead and write what you need requests for. She will ball it up, throw it in the trash. Be so mean to me. Then all of a sudden, I ran into this woman. And she asked me to forgive her. She said, every day since you've been terminated because of my fault, for no reason at all, I couldn't sleep at night. I got fired because I fired you. They begged you to come back, but you wouldn't because God saved my time is up. Your time up may come from a promotion or a demotion. It doesn't matter. But I didn't leave that place with negative words or talking bad about anybody or saying what they didn't do or shouldn't have been done. I just thank God for my time being there. And God has shown me a great sense of appreciating it today. Don't you leave that place like that. In other words, thank me for being there. I brought you there and I brought you out. Same go with the Israelites. I brought you to Egypt and I brought you out of it. Because I am a good God. When it comes to the things, I took them away and I'm placing new things in your hand better. And aren't you glad you didn't open up that restaurant? Yes. Yes. Aren't you glad you didn't purchase that house with the man that you falsely married? Yes. Aren't you glad you didn't get your name changed? Yes. Aren't you glad that I closed up your womb? Yes. Let me tell you why God closed up my womb. Main reason, yes, he's not the man. Only bring forth children from the right man but a great reason also is because I wouldn't have gotten out that marriage if I had a child by that person because I would have felt that that child would connect me to that person that's just how that's the difference between me and other people and you and other people you may be the one to get up and leave no matter if you have a child or not I'm the one who would have been staying out the will of God because of a kid try my best to make this work and not give it up because of this kid. And many of us do that today. Wait till the child turn 18 or go to college, then the parents separate. But been in the house all those years out of the will of God like that. Come on, somebody. And the kid's wondering, that what's going on? This just happened. No, this been happening. You just finding out. Are you going to leave those children like that? 
So how are they going to believe anything you got to say to them as to what not to do when you just did everything that you wouldn't even want them to do? Are you going to leave them like that? Even when it came to my son, I realized after I had my son, I wasn't ready to be a mother after the fact. It's a little too late for that. So I didn't have any type of, when he was an infant, you know, he's in the hospital so much, I didn't have no bond with him. I had to keep going back and forth to visit a child that should be home with me. Now, I love my kid. Do anything for my kid. I just didn't have no bond with him. I got frustrated a lot when he was an infant. When he came home, I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to be bothered. Until that day, I see him look abandoned. I can't abandon this child. This child needs me. The devil know how significant our children are. And he tried to cause us to not want to be around and reject and push away from them. And we had tried to make sure we take great care of them because we do love them. But the enemy would try to have us to feel like, you know, you don't want to be bothered. You don't want to invest in them. You don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want to be affectionate to them. You don't want to put your arms around them and tell them you love them. Because I realized I bought my son whatever he wanted. Not while he wanted it. I'm as an infant. Every birthday, you had the best of everything. I had the money for it. I saved up very well. I never kept anything at the time less than 30000 And I'm still getting in thousands per paycheck. And I was spent a lot and gained a lot. Took him on his cruise. Took him on the first flight. Whatever with him. But the thing about it is, it don't matter what I done for him on the outside, it's what he wasn't receiving on the inside that he needed from me. And then it took a turn. God had me and my son take a turn. Went from having everything to having nothing. So now all you have is each other. Now build from that. Build from that. Now you have to talk to them. Now you have to, you know, love on them and hug on them. Because the thing's not going to do that for you. The place is nor anybody else. You here to do that for him. And it's been so wonderful ever since. But as a parent, we have to remember not to be frustrated. Because many of the times our parents were frustrated with us. And that's why we got beatings. But a beating don't really solve anything, to be honest. Because I don't know not one kid that got a beating and didn't do it again. It's just telling them that don't do it. But that beating don't last a lifetime. So when there's an opportunity to do it again, you'll do it again. And get a beating again. But if you sit and talk about why not to do it, and what happens, and why you give them a reason to answer, what, how, why not to do it? 
and better reasons as to how to do things, then they could gravitate to that better than just being me. For an example, me and my sister, we couldn't, I couldn't come in the house unless she come in the house. And many of the times she wanted to stay out late past our curfew. And I was like, we're going to, we got to go home. You know, mom going to be mad. She's going to miss us. I had to still wait. Is she ready? We get a beating every time. Even times I wanted to stay out and she wanted to go home. We get a beating every time. But the thing is, the beatings didn't stop us from doing it. It's talking to us about why not to do it. That would have stopped us. I don't want you being out there at night because anything can happen to you. I don't want nothing bad to happen to you. I love you. I'm your mother. I care about you. I'm not just saying this so you won't have no fun. It's just that I don't want anything bad to happen to you. You are young ladies. It's a dangerous world out there. Anything can happen. You see the news? That could be you. I don't want that to be you. Come home at a reasonable time so you can be safe. Because I love you. That's why they made shows like Family Matters, Full House. And it was the opposite to many of us how we grew up, to be honest. But I looked at it in the wrong way. Even though I really cared about those shows. Because it caused me to feel in a make-believe world. This can happen to me, but it's not how I'm living. You have two parents. I only have one. And just because two in the house don't mean they both there. So that's what God was saying to me. Don't you leave that like that. Even when it comes to what people are saying to you or saying about you, don't you leave them off like that. And God don't have to have you to say anything to them, but as long as you have in your heart is pure, you're not leaving off like that. I don't have to explain myself to nobody. No, you really don't. But don't just walk off on nobody like that. That's what God is saying to me to say today. Somebody could call me and cuss me out. And it took me some time to cool, you know, like, okay, okay, how can I make this better? Okay, call back. Hey, and they the ones who hung up on me. But I can't leave it like that. Well, I'm not calling them back anymore. Shouldn't have hung up. Can't leave it like that. See, that's what ministry is. We're thinking that we just out here to go to people that we don't know to win them to Christ. No, it's the ones that's already with Christ. We got to have them to be kept with Christ. You understand? That's all. Ministry is ministry. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. And ministry first starts with us. Ministering unto ourselves. Don't you leave off like that. Hallelujah. 
And I'm so glad that I explained to this man. I appreciate everything. I don't have nothing bad to say about you. Thank you for everything. But you're not the man for me. You can have everything in here. It doesn't even matter. I kept the couch and guess what happened? God started moving. Had the man to come and say, you know what? You can have the bedroom. I'll take the couch. And I'm the one who filed for the divorce. See how God moves? Because he's beginning to understand that she's not being mean to me. She's not currying me. She's not disrespect. She's not even blaming me. She knows that this is just not right. And I feel the same way. But I didn't want to admit it. But since she admitted it for us, I can also be honest with that truth. This is not for us. I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not going to make your life challenging. I'm sorry for trying to blackmail you or disrespect you. But go ahead. You can have the bedroom. It went from the bedroom, him on the couch, to saying, you know, this is it. I'm moving out. See? Cut everything off. And guess what? It's as if it never, ever happened. A lot of times we holding on to people, places, and things. People come to me all the time, you know, who know me in a sense of my family or old colleagues who really know me from, you know, my lifestyle. And they would say, I'm ready for some new. Get rid of your old. Well, what old do I got? Let's start with your Facebook page. They always get people. Let's start with your Facebook page. <laughs> Why are you on there? And it's okay to be on there, but you got to know why you're on there. Why are you on there? Let me tell you why Quenisha on there. Because I have access to everybody that's on there. No matter if I'm your friend or no matter if you follow me or following you. If I'm on there, I'm connected. I have access to you. I have access to nations. I minister I thank God for showing me family members I haven't seen in a long time. School friends I haven't seen in forever. Colleagues. Spiritual family. Natural family. Everybody family. I'm not ordering to see who's doing what. Just to have something to say about what I see. I'm not on there to date. I'm not on there to create other slick pages that nobody know about. Looking to see who doing right, who not. Who going through something because I'm going through something. Mm -mm. And I asked her, why are you on there? And the answer speaks for itself. All right, let's go to your friend list. What kind of friends do you have? 
What kind of conversations are you entertaining? A majority of people are having some type of connection from their past on their page. Can't receive nothing new. That's an old connected to you. The old connected to you. Are you going to leave it like that? Well, they just friends. I'm not going to cut off people that, you know, who helped me out. I'm not going to receive your new because that should be your old. Even our excuses are from the old. Our excuses keeping us from the new. Even accountability is robbing us from the new because we're not holding ourselves accountable. That was wrong how they did me in the old. I want to see what this person dating now in the old. Well, I'm always going to be friends with their family and the old. Well, I'm not going to let my friends go. I'm not going to let this friend go. This person is very dear to me in the old. And this is how God deals with the old. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes who's in the new. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Seriously. Put the new in your shoes regarding the old. And that would make the change. Would you want? Put yourself in the shoes of the new. Would you want to encounter that? Would you want to go out with somebody and they're on the phone with a guy they used to talk to or a woman they used to talk to, but they're friends now? Or knowing that they have friends that really want to be more than just friends and the friends don't even have no respect for you because they feel as though they've been there first? Or you got baby father or baby mother situations going on where you have them to feel like it's going to be about them more than about you because you have a child with them that you should not have had, but they are not a bastard because God don't make He'll turn to anything that they were meant for bad and make it for good. Let's say it like that. Because it's not the will of God to conceive out of wedlock. It's not. It's not. But I thank God that my son's life being here is not the mistake. But the conception was. You understand. Hallelujah. A lot of times we in our own way. We want a job. I can't. Like I was on that job in the beginning. I can't stand this job. God darn. I'm thinking about Monday on Saturday. Got to go to work on Monday. God darn. But I was happy for every payday though. <laughs> Everybody smiling on every other Friday. <laughs> you understand? I was like. $5 away from salary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And five years away from retirement. Because in that company, 20 years you can retire. 401k and all of that. And it's so amazing. All these fives symbolizes God's grace. His grace is sufficient. It's more than what was on that job and what it had to offer me. No matter how much money I saved, where is it now? You understand? <laughs> Seriously. 
I'm not the one to say, I don't, I, I, I got all these shoes to show for it. I got all this stuff to show for it. No. Where is it now? You ask God. <laughs> you tell me what he tell you. Don't <laughs> try to tell you. Seriously. I thank God for sparing me. He spared me. He spared you. Because let me tell you like this. For us to be out of and be born into, that's him sparing us. That's his mercy. A lot of times we get upset for the things that we wanted to do and didn't get a chance to do or wanted to be a part of our life that wasn't a part. But you better thank God for it because guess what? You have no idea what that could have cost you. And one, you know, one out of many things I love about God is that he's not moved by our feelings and emotions or our words. He's only moved by every word that proceeds out of his mouth back in return at him. And I really appreciate him for that. Because just imagine if his moods change according to our moods changing regarding what he's doing. He'd be found unfaithful. If God, for example... God said, Quenisha, I don't want you to have that job. God, I want this job because he already knows that job is going to cause me to go 10 steps backwards when he's trying to move me 10 steps forward. And I'm like, God, I want this job. Look how much they offer me. Look at the position, all this God. I don't want you to get that job. And I'm crying. I'm heavy hearted, upset. And God changed his mind because he didn't want to see me like that because he loved me. Okay, go ahead. I love that God, yeas is yea and nays are nay. Thank you, Father, for never changing your mind. And thank you for teaching us how to be solid with our way of thinking regarding the things that's on our mind. I thank you and I honor you for that. I want you to tell me what to fix for my son today. Yeah, I'm going to surprise him. Yeah, we want me to fix him. Spaghetti. I'll do spaghetti. He wants spaghetti. It's going to be so amazing because he's going to come home and be like, oh, thanks, mom. I'm going to say, because I'm going to glory, go to God. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, um, you want a spaghetti? Yeah. God told me that. He did. You understand? Stuff like that. You know, I love that. I love that. What kind of drink would he like, Father? Mmm. Okay. Any kind of juice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because we drink water all the time. Juice is a treat to my son. I'm trying to... Okay, I got you, God. More fruits, more vegetables. Got you. Okay. Because the thing is, I grew my son up just... he. I can't wait to get home and eat an apple. You know, he was just that type of kid. You know, I didn't have all that junk and stuff. And I've been buying a little bit of snacks and things because I want to enjoy those things too, you know? Me too, you understand? But God tells me what to do every day. I give it over to them to teach me. And God said to me today, get more fruits and more vegetables today at the grocery store. That means minimize the junk. Because last time when grocery shopping, I bought junk. <laughs> you don't really usually buy junk. And that's why I bought it. But God just want me to stay, you know, consistent with how, you know, I purchase things, you know. And I just thank God for, you know, just showing me. 
But he's got to say any kind of juice will do for him right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if I give him a soda, oh God, I can't have a soda? Oh God. <laughs> you don't do soda. If we do it, be fruity like once every six months. You know, so <laughs> thank you, God, for your time. Greater is using us than using the world. I love you.